This is KMTT, and today is Wednesday, the weekly shul in Agadot Abraham Avinu. This is Ezubek. Last week we read the first uh, Midrash to Parashat Lech Lecha, the one that, that describes the mashal, the simile of the uh, burning house, or the lit house, I interpret it as the burning house, which comes to explain why God chose Abraham Avinu. And I mentioned then a later Midrash, to support my contention that Abraham Avinu's question or logical exclamation described in Midrash was a moral one. It's a question, why isn't God taking care of the world? Rather than a philosophic one, must there not be somebody who has arranged this world? And I proved that from a, or I supported from a, another Midrash, which I only mentioned last week and promised to come back to this week. And that's the Otvav in Parsha Lametet the sixth Midrash, in Pashat Lech Lecha. Rabbi Azariah Mishem Rabbi Acha Patach. So Rabbi Azariah is giving a drasha, a Pashat Lech Lecha, and he begins with a pasuk from Tidem Memhei, the same parak that was quoted last week by uh, Rabbi Yitzchak, but it's a different pasuk. Ahavta tzedek vatisna resha al kein mishochacha elokim elokecha shemen sason michaberecha. On the assumption of the Midrash, this Pasuk is talking about Abraham Avinu, then the Pasuk explicitly says that it's answering the question why Abraham was chosen. Because of this, God, your God, has anointed you from all your friends, from all your fellows, with oil of joy. What was the this? What was the reason they were chosen? Ahafta tzedek batisna resha. Literally translated, you love justice and you hated evil. Rabbi Azariah, Patar Karyeb Avraham. Rabbi Azariah interpreted this pasuk to be speaking about Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu al It refers to a later story. Obviously, if God chose Avraham Avinu because of uh, the character trait, which we're about to describe, which took place many years later, after he was already chosen. Uh, so it means the trait, in other words, it, was, it will be exhibited later on, when Avraham is arguing with God concerning the people of Stom in Pashat Vayera. But apparently the trait is, is inherent in Avraham, and God recognizes it, and that's why God chose him. So what happened? At the time when Avraham Avinu stood before God to beg for mercy, what does the Pasuk say? Bereshit Perak Yudhet, Halilalach, Me'asot Kadavar Hazem, Lamit Sadik Im Rasha. So the, the, the Pasuk which struck Rabbi Azariah as the fullest exhibition of Ahavta Tzedek Batisna Resha was when he said to God, Halilalach, Me'asot Kadavar Hazem, Lamit Sadik Im Rasha. Khalila, Khasba Khalila. That you should do this thing to kill the tzaddik with the Rasha. Bigome. If we would end the Midrash here and the statement of Rabbi uh, Azaria does end here, then it's almost exactly what I said last week. The trait of Rabbinu is that he's willing to challenge God and to demand 
or requests to demand, actually, moral conduct on the part of God. He's saying to God, you're wrong, Khalilullah, you can't do what you were proposed to do. Just as in the Midrash, I read last week, the way I interpret it, he says to God, why aren't you doing something about putting out the fire, putting out the disorder and chaos in the world? So, the Midrash, however, continues. And this is what the Midrash says. That's a different name. Before we were Rabbi Azariah, now it's Rabbi Acha, but Rabbi Azariah is the son of Rabbi Acha, so it might actually be the same. Amar Rabbi Acha. He's coming to explain what does it mean, Khalilullah. It's really one Midrash. I don't think we should see this being a, 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 new, a new interpretation. Quoted a Pasuk, Amar Rabbi Acha. What does it mean? What did Abambino actually say to God? And he interprets it in a manner which offhand may strike some of you as being different than the simple pshat. The simple pshat, he said to God, you are doing an injustice because you're killing tzaddikim together with the shame, since God had proposed to destroy stone completely. In which case the tzaddikim would be punished as well, would be uh, uh, hurt as well. And therefore, how can you do this to kill the tzaddik with the rasha? You should only kill the shame and not the tzaddikim. That's the simple pshad exclamation. But Chazal don't interpret it that way. And we have to, we have to understand why not. Amar Rabbi Acha, what did he really say? Nishbata v'amarta she'ein atam mevi mabul la'olam. Uma atam ma'arim al ha'shfua atma. Avram said to God, you have sworn not to bring another flood, deluge, upon the world. After the mabul, God said to Noach, made a brit, the brit of the keshet, the covenant of the of the rainbow. And God said, The laws of nature are, will be immutable, will not be overturned the way they were in terms of the Mabon. That means that God will not bring another Mabon. So why are you doing trickery to get around the oath that you have taken? Atma, a, a not a question, but a an exclamation, a how could it be? That is the Khalila. What what's the trickery involved? Mabul Shalmayim Enatamivi, Mabul Aisha Tamivi, Imkain Lo Yatsata Yadeshua. So it's true, you're not gonna bring a flood on stone, you're gonna destroy them in a conflagration, in fire from heaven. That's also a flood. It's a flood of fire rather than a flood of water. That's not maybe technically, but what's he really it's an interesting uh, uh, point. He's not saying God, you're you're uh, transgressing the law. He's saying you're staying in the letter of the law. You swore not to bring a flood, and you're going to say that flood means water. That the word mabul doesn't apply to fire. It's the same thing. It's a flood of fire. Lo yatsata yadeshvua. He's holding God to a higher standard, not the letter of the law, but but the true modifications of the law. You promise not to destroy the world, and therefore you cannot destroy the city of stone either. Okay, our problem now is not to debate whether or not this is a good argument or a bad argument. It's not a perfect argument. There are all kinds of answers one can give. First of all, there's a difference between fire and water. Two, he's not, not, not destroying the entire world. Was Avram Avinu really claiming that God can't do anything to punish evil in a manner that overrides the laws of nature? It's only stone. It's not the whole world. He's not overturning nature. The world continues according to its own rules. There are all sorts of answers one can give, but that's not important. 
it's not, it's not important even in context when we get to Vayeva, but it's really not important here. What we're trying to decide now is to understand what did God appreciate, what did God admire in Avraham Avinu's conduct. And if according to the opinion just quoted, Avraham Avinu challenged God and he challenged him ethically. And that's why God in the end is not going to accept Avraham Avinu's argument. He didn't admire Bavamino because of his acute, logical, and convincing arguments. He chose Bavamino because of Bavamino's passionate dedication to the cause of saving stone, even to the extent of challenging dramatically the ethical nature of God Himself. You have not fully fulfilled the oath that you took. Okay, we're going to come back and try and understand what has to do with Avat Ahavta Tzedek. But the, the, the content of the Medrash is clear. God chose Avam Avinu because He perceived Avam Avinu's passionate dedication to certain ethical, moral values and his willingness to stand up for those values, even in the face of authority, ultimate authority, the authority of God himself. Amar Rabbi Levi, Levi has another interpretation of the Pasuk, Amar Rabbi Levi, It's the, the end of the same Pasuk. Avamiru said, Chas v'shalom, it's inappropriate for you to do this thing to kill tzaddik with the rasha, and the tzaddik should be like the rasha. Does the judge of will the judge of all the world not perform justice? Pashat, if you kill tzaddikim together with rashaim, that's injustice. You are the judge of all the world. Are you not bound to do justice? But again, Rabbi Levi interprets it differently. What does it mean? Avinu said to God, you have a dilemma. You can have, this argument appears a few times in Chazal, it shows that Chazal, for Chazal it was a major central point in the understanding of the relationship between God and the world. If you want to have a world, then there cannot be din. There cannot be only law, only justice. But if you wish to do din, if you wish to be the God of justice, then there cannot be a world. How do you, God, choose to hold the cord from both ends? Alma. You want to have a world and you also want to have the letter of justice, the letter of the law. You have to choose one of them and put away the other. If you don't give in a little. A little bit. If you don't bend a bit in this this strict interpretation, this vigilance, that you want pure law and pure world, let Alma Yachol Kayim. 
The world cannot exist. This is Rabbi Levi's opinion. It's different than Rabbi Acha's opinion. Rabbi Acha said that Avraham Avinu came to God basically in the name of Din. He said, well, because you promised, you swore not to bring a, another Mabu, another deluge, and you are violating your oath. He's basically claiming that God is acting unjustly. Not unjustly in terms of the justice of the people of Stone, but once having sworn to do it, he's not allowed to, God is not allowed to violate his oath. Rabbi Levi has abandoned Din. He's, Abraham says to God, don't do Din. Not because it's wrong to do Din, but the price is too great. If you do Din, not just will Stone not exist, the world won't exist. The world cannot be run on the basis of Din alone, on the basis of justice and the letter of the law alone, without mercy. You have to live vater, you have to relinquish, you have to give in, you have to bend. In other words, Abraham was saying to God, don't do justice. There are other things in the world. There's also, there's also Rachamim. How can you possibly put this into Pasuk? The answer is clear. It's a typical thing for Chazal to do. Remember, there's no punctuation. Will the judge of the world not do justice? And how did Rabbi Levi read that Pasuk? The judge of all the world, you don't want to be just a judge. You want to be the judge of the world. To be the judge of the world, in other words, there should be a world for you to be a judge of, don't do, don't do justice. In this case, the process begun by Be'acha of basically changing the Pshad and the Pasuk from a demand of God that he do justice properly and only punish the evil but not punish the Tzadikim, those Tzadikim who are presumably living in stone, which we know there aren't any. But these two Medrashim have changed that focus to begging or demanding that God not kill the Bishayim either. But the first one, the day of uh, the opinion of Rabbi Acham, was that God not kill the Vishayim because it's wrong to kill the Vishayim. Wrong in what sense? Uh, because of the oath that God has taken. God has promised, God has bound himself not to kill the Vishayim in this manner. In a total wiper, total conflagration. And Rabbi, Yitz, Rabbi Levi takes it one step further. Basically, Abraham Aminu is saying to God, you should not kill Rishayim, because although it's right to kill Rishayim, it's wrong. It's right from Din, wrong from Rachamim. You can't have a world that is run only by Din, and therefore you, by, of necessity, must blend, must mix your judging with mercy and not only depend on the letter of the law. This, of course, suggests the famous Midrash that appears in the beginning of Beishit, that God wished to create the world, so to speak, only on the basis of Din, and he saw that it could not be, when he came to create man, it says, not Elohim, but Hashem Elohim, and for Chazal Hashem, Yudke Vavke, represents the attribute of mercy, in order to create man, God, from the very moment of, of creation, had to put together, Hashem Elohim, had to put together mercy, inside, together with, the attribute of, of justice and judging, or else man could not exist. In the words of our Midrash, the world could not exist. There it's man, man could not exist. 
Now, why did Chazal choose to have to change what the Pasuk seems to be speaking about? The Pasuk seems to be saying, don't kill Sadiqim, unjustifiably. That's a terrible thing to do. And if that had been Avam Binu's argument, the Midrash implies God would not have chosen Avam Avinu. There would not have been that extraordinary a commitment to ethical values. Someone who's opposed to the senseless killing of blameless people doesn't stand out from the crowd. He's not Shemen Sason Michaverecha. He's not one out of the multitude. There were other righteous Sadiqan people. Both versions of the Midrash claim that God chose Avamidu not because he opposed killing the righteous, but because he opposed killing with shame. As I pointed out last week to interpreting the Pasuk, Ahafta Tzedek, Batis Navesha, you loved, you love uh, justice and you hate evil to mean Ahafta Lehatzdik. You loved to justify and you hated Lehashia, to convict. Avraham Minu found a way to justify the existence of people who otherwise would have been condemned. In other words, he found ways to justify the existence of evil people or people who are sinned. Sinners. But after all that, it doesn't seem to be the pshat of the story later on where he had said, how can you kill Tzadik, Tzadik Imasha? I think the answer is that Chazal uh, really looked into the Pasha later on and although the explicit statement is, apparently Avraham Avinu's opening gambit was, what about the Tzadikim? But we see from God's answer that God said that he'll spare the whole city if there are Tzadikim there. So we see from God's answer that in fact Avraham Avinu is dealing, is trying to save the city because there are Tzadikim and if you destroy the whole city the Tzadikim will be killed. Therefore you have to abandon your plan. Again, the Mabu. You can't just blow everything up because it's indiscriminate. They understood that Avaminu's real purpose, which will be expressed in the words that they add to the argument, his real purpose was to get the Vishayim off the hook. And he's using, according to the Pshad Pasuk, he's using the Tzadikim as, 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 the, as the weapon, as the means to do that. And therefore, Chazal, they basically skipped that step. And they put other arguments into Avaminu's mouth because they understood what the real purpose was. The real purpose was to, see, was to save the, the Rishayim. Therefore, they say, Avamino argue that you simply shouldn't do it because the, the means is too terrible. Floods or floods of fire should not be taking place. And Rabbi Levi raises an even more basic point. You, you can't come to the world only on the basis of justification. Only according to the attribute of justice, strict justice. Not because it's wrong, but because it's simply impossible. It's impractical. And we know that you want to have a world. God is committed to having a world, and therefore he must be committed to using the attribute of mercy together with the attribute of, of din. In any event, to get back to our real topic, that is why Abraham Avinu was chosen. As the Midrash concludes, going back to the original Pasuk, God said to Avamino after Avamino had said this. Now, this, doesn't, this conversation doesn't really take place then. But God said to Avamino after Avamino had said, Don't kill the Vishayim. He said to him, Okay, if you find me 
ten tzedikim, and then he doesn't find ten tzedikim, and then God goes and destroys stone. So what the guy is saying now in the Midrash is in fact what he said in the beginning of Lech Lecha, having foreseen or perceived the character of Avinu which would be expressed in the story of stone. Malu HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avraham, Ahavta Tzedek Batisna Resha, Akein Meshachacha, Elokim Elokecha, Shemen Sasomi Chavirecha, then God said to Avinu, oh wow, you loved justice, you love justice and hate evil as expressed in your arguments to save the evil. In other words, you you want that there should be tzedek and there shouldn't be resha, there shouldn't be convictions, there shouldn't... The, the, the world should, should should be justified, should exist. That's why you were chosen from chaveirecha, from your fellows. Ma'u chaveirecha? Minoach ve'ad etzlacha yudorot u'mikulam lo dibarti me'achad mehem ela imcha. Medrash refers to the fact that Ten generations, hundreds of years, have gone by without a recorded speech of God to man. In fact, there was none, not since Noah, because Torah came back, Torah arose, there was no one for God to speak to, and Avraham is chosen. Why, what, what arouses God to speak once again to man and give him the commandment of Lech Lecha? It was the character of Avraham and which character? The character described in this Pasuk. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a difference, an interesting difference between this Midrash and one last week. What I pointed out last week was that God speaks to Avraham Avinu when Avraham Avinu says to God, where are you? In other words, God's, God's speech is first and foremost, when I've been examining the content, an answer to a demand of Avraham that he speak. Avraham said, where is the Baal Habirah? Is it possible that the world has no no one in command? And then God says, God says, yes, I'm the person you're searching for. In our Midrash today, Avraham Avinu has not asked of God that he respond. So that you lose that point. God speaking to man, God speaking to Avinu is not a response to Avraham Avinu asking that he speak. You get a different point. And it's, in a way, it's similar. It is in response not just to Avraham Avinu's character. It's in response to Avraham Avinu's challenge. In other words, it's still true that God speaks to Abraham because Abraham has spoken to God and demanded of him something. But in perhaps even a higher level, he hasn't demanded of God that he speak to Abraham Avinu. He's demanded of God that he that he act the way Abraham Avinu thinks that he should act. According to the ethical principles of Din and Rachamim, as Abraham Avinu understands them. So once again, you have this, I think, very powerful idea. It's not that God is looking for him to speak and says, okay, you're my candidate. That's probably true of Noah. God's going to destroy the world. He needs somebody. So he looks, 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 and okay, Noah, what's the name so he also, you know, Abraham was chosen. God's waiting, waiting, waiting. Ten generations, Abraham comes along. But but it's not just because he was weighed and said, okay, you're a good person. Abraham Avinu's good quality, the quality which makes him worthy of being chosen, is his appeal to God, is his, in this case, attack almost. His, his, his challenge to God, his demand of God, 
that he acted in a certain way. And this is very similar to the first Midrash. So the response isn't the response to a question, but it, it's, it's sort of, uh, 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 Avraham hasn't dragged God out of hiding, as in the previous one. The empty house, and then the owner of the house comes out of the closet, so to speak. That, that, that's not what takes place now. He hasn't dragged God out of hiding, but but God appears, as He has not appeared beforehand, because there's somebody who is willing to make demands of God. And in that sense, the Majoshim are very similar, and it's a striking view of Abraham Avinu, as not just being a tzaddik, but as being someone who operates on a divine level. Abraham Avinu doesn't just take care of his own world. He has the demands of God, how the world should be run. He's putting himself next to God, giving advice to God, or so much stronger, making demands of God. And that's what makes him the progenitor, the beginning of Amatova. What is the source for Chazal's belief that Avraham Avinu's character is basically ethical, an ethical struggle, willing to go to battle for ethics? So the, the highest level that they're describing here, the one that really made him special, was to do battle with God, so to speak, for an ethical ideal. What's explicit in the Psukim is Avraham Avinu's ethical qualities. The, how many stories do we have about Avraham Avinu? We have the story of Avraham Avinu going to save Lot, going to war against the powerful alliance of kings in order to save his, his nephew and bring back the people of Stone and he's not taking anything from the king of stone. We have the story of his argument, the one that's explicitly mentioned here, his argument with God trying to save stone. And the statement which God then says about Avinu. So what's so special about him? So he teaches his children, Tzedek Umishpat. The, the pshad of the stories of Avinu do indicate, not indicate, they, they seem to be based on describing Avinu's ethical qualities and his ethical courage which is you can't say it about everybody I mean we don't have stories about Yitzhak which stress that point or even Yaakov and Avraham is a brave combatant in the name of of justice and ethics but the Midrash has one made it more extreme he, he pointed out the, the battle with God and two, they've really changed it. It's not that it's not, he's not that he's combating against evil, but that he's fighting to save the world. He's 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 a warrior in the name of making sure the world prospers, including fighting against what's called justice, against strict justice only in itself. Let me add that this point made in by Rabbi Levi. There's a very important uh, philosophic point made by Chazal. One which, you know, certain temperaments wouldn't agree to. Certain people really believe in Din completely. And they think that a world based on Din is a, is a good world. You just have to strengthen the qualities of Din and they think that I mean, I admit it, but somewhere in the hearts, they somehow feel that Rachamim is, is a concession, which doesn't 
it might be a good thing, but it, it doesn't actually promote the world. It's going to be good in and of itself. It's also a good thing. But Chazal saw Rachamim as being pragmatic. Not a, a kind of impractical ideal. Hard-headed people run the world by justice, but then these idealists come and say, oh, let's be merciful. Chazal see mercy as being that which made the world. The famous Pasuk, Olam Hesed Yibaneh. The world is built on mercy. And the somewhat more extreme statement, it cannot be built on justice. Im din, ein olam, the, so to speak, divine attempt, divine havamina, to have both world and justice, Avram Avinu, or Rabbi Levi, name of Avinu says, is silly. It's called trying to, to face chevel betrein rashin. It's trying to hold the cord from both from both ends, it's logically logically impossible, and that ta'ana is put into the mouth of of Abraham Avinu. Let me just conclude with one midrash, which basically uh, is simply a summation of this point. Um, midrash Dalid, Ota Dalid in this parak. Vayom Hashem and Abraham lech lecha. Wisdom gives strength to the wise more than ten uh, powers, ten rulers in the city. What are the ten? Again, Chazal notice. That this is the first time it says Bayomer that God has spoken to anybody. Ten generations can be listed between Noah and Abraham. So those ten generations are called Shalitim Asher Ayubair. I think we're trying to say it's not that they were all bad people. They were Shalitim. They were rulers. I think it means spiritual rulers. They were they were people of power. But they weren't people of Chokhmah. The Pasuk in Kohelet, remember, is trying to say that strength isn't enough. You have powerful people in the city, but one little weak philosopher or scientist or wise man, he can save the city. So here also it's saying that the, the world is falling apart, even though there are people who are investing a lot of effort into building up the world, the generations after Noah, Shem, Eve, Peleg, important people. Avram Avino, here it doesn't mention ethics, it mentions Chokhmah. The main thing is Avraham Avinu was unique. He wasn't just better, but he was unique. And that's why God had the patience to wait for those generations until until uh, until this time. Midrash, Midrash, uh, hey, a different pasuk to say the same thing. Which in context is talking about Babylonia of Yemiyahu's days. But they interpret it for the Babylonian, the Bavel of the previous Pasha of Noah. Rafinuit Bavel, Bavel means all of humanity. Because all of humanity was really there, and only from there they went to the rest of the world. Rafinuit Bavel Bedor Enosh. The first sin was generations early in the time of Enosh. 
and Bavel, humankind was weak. Velon Nirpata, it wasn't cured, Bedor Amabul, the time of the flood. Azvua, Bedor Haflaga, we left it when the, in the story of the building of the Migdal Bavel, Vanelech Ishla Arzal, Vayom Hashem Abraham Lech Lecha. In other words, God has, in fact, given up on humankind and switched to one particular individual. So each person goes to their own country. There's no longer any common human endeavor. When do they go to their country? Among other people going to their country is Avraham, who's going to his country. That's where God's uh, emphasis will now lay because from all the people of the world, no one can be the basis for God's plan in the world other than Abraham Avinu. That's it for today. We will continue next week on a different angle of Abraham Avinu's character as understood by Chazal in the coming up Medrash. A particular uh, character trait of Abraham Avinu connected to his Avodat Hashem. Kol